Hello friends, this is Michael Savani, and this is NASCAR Real Time. I'm going to speak about my five bold predictions of the 2020 NASCAR season. Number five, the truck series is going to see a resurgence of Kyle Busch Motorsports. Kyle Busch Motorsports for the past couple seasons has been abysmal. The only drivers to win a race for the team have been for the most part, Kyle Busch and one win for Greg Buffel, one win for Noah Gragson, and one win for Todd Gilliland. In the past two seasons, they have not had a representative in the final four. This past season, they didn't have a representative in the playoff <clears throat> and let their satellite team, DJR Crosley, with outstanding young star Tyler Ankrum, beat them out for that playoff position with a win at. Texas, I want to say. I might be wrong on that. This year, they have hired two young drivers in Christian Eckes, the 2018, sorry, 2019 Arca Series champion, and Rafael Lassard. I do not know much about Rafael Lassard. Other than when he ran for Kyle Busch this past season, he did decently enough. Now, I will be critical about Kyle's decision. And I'm not critical about too much about Kyle Busch. Because he is the best driver, hands down, in my opinion, in NASCAR right now. But I would... If I was Kyle, I have hired Tyler Ankrum or even Ross Chastain to drive for me, although Chastain was already locked up by September to go to Colleague Racing's second car. <clears throat> so... I believe Christian Eckes, in, in my opinion, will win at least two races, be the next Johnny Sauter when it comes to stage finishes, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say he will be the champion 
Yes, he's got a lot of life experience in Tyler Ankrum, Matt Crafton, and others. But I believe the fact that GMS Racing is so stacked, that'll hurt them. Matt Crafton has not won a points-paying race since the 2018 race at Eldora or a mile and a half since Charlotte in 2017. May 2017. May 2017. <clears throat> Sorry, May 2016. So, on to number four. The Xfinity Series. This year, I apologize for laughing like that, but this year is the last year for the Xfinity Series. You have a subpar... Joe Gibbs Racing roster at best. <sighs> With Harrison Burton, Brandon Jones, and... Can't think of the other guy. But they, the only driver in that stable who has won is Brandon Jones. And Brandon Jones was gifted pretty much that win after Gareth Smithley wrecked Briscoe and Bell in the in the fall race at Texas. And then you have Richard Childress Racing. Another laughable situation. They are stacking the 21 car with a bunch of young drivers and some even proven winners in the truck series. Not signing anyone for that that two car, the championship winning two car, may I add. Myatt Snyder would have been the best fit for that ride. So they do not have a full-time championship eligible car yet. For the drive championship, that is. Team Penske. Now, Team Penske, I know I understand what Tim Sendrick is doing, giving his son a ride, but Austin Sendrick is not the answer. And right now, there's really no other Ford driver in the, waiting in the wings for that ride. But come on, Team Penske. I mean... I would have loved to see Ryan Blaney and that car for a season and get one full season under his belt in the Xfinity Series before moving up a cup. That really hurt him. And then you have Chase Briscoe returning to the number uh, to Stuart Haas Racing. Not, it hasn't been announced to what team he's returning to yet, with car number-wise. Now, Chase Briscoe is the most consistent driver in the field, young, young driver-wise. Except the fact that he makes too many mistakes. He had two wins in the playoffs sealed up. Well, maybe even three, if you count Kansas, Texas, and... 
uh, Kansas, Texas, and maybe Las Vegas. But for accidents and mistakes on pit road, token out. <clears throat> but I will stand behind my prediction that Chase Biscoe will be the 2020 NASCAR Xfinity Series champion. Rookie of the year, I don't think there's any drivers that have been confirmed for that, with the exception of Harrison Burton. And the other Joe Gibbs Racing driver. Riley Herbst. That tells you, that's the Joe Gibbs Racing Driver I couldn't think of. That tells you, ladies and gentlemen, how weak Joe Gibbs Racing is going to be. I could, I am one of the most knowledgeable people on NASCAR. And I would even say, sort of a NASCAR historian at this point. For me not to be able to think about Riley Herbst's name. Be able to say it on demand, like I normally am with most NASCAR drivers, tells you how weak that Joe Gibbs Racing outfit is for next year, for this coming season. Now, on to number three the Rookie of the Year battle in the Cup Series. Now, from the championship, two time, two time champion in the Xfinity Series to a Rookie of the Year in the Cup Series, Tyler Raddick is going to be basically. A no-show with Richard Childress Racing. He will outrun his teammate on most occasions, Austin Dillon. But that doesn't say a lot because Austin Dillon is a C-minus to a D-level driver. And the only two races he has won were on... One was on fuel mileage and one was wrecking Alec Amarola at Daytona to win the 500. Because the rookie of the year will come down to Cole Custer and Christopher Bell. Now, I believe Cole Custer is going to win it outright. Because although the Vine Family Racing will have a closer alliance with Joe Gibbs Racing, which is the team that that Christopher Bell is driving for, they will might, and I agree with Eric Estep on this, Will will win two races and make a a deep run, a semi deep run, run in the playoffs. 
But as far as out, outright speed goes, Stuart Haas Racing with Cole Custer will have the best chance of capturing a Rookie of the Year. Now, outright talent-wise, Christopher Bell may be able to get more out of that car to get consistently better finishes. But I don't think on any given week, unless Joe Gibbs Racing pours as much as they did in the Furniture Road Racing for Montreux as they will for Christopher Bell, then he, he won't have a shot at finishing top 10. It's going to take finishing top 10 on a consistent basis to win a Rookie of the Year in a Cup Series between those two. I'm going to say the Rookie of the Year spread for the Cup Series will be five points going into the final race with both drivers being knocked out of their playoffs early. If somehow Christopher Bell can win at Bristol in the in the um in the playoffs, which is in the first round, he will win the rookie of the year by virtue of qualifying for the second round, whereas Cole Custer will be knocked out. And in terms of the other drivers that will be uh, other drivers, this goes along with the rookie of the year battle in a way. The sophomore or drivers that have less than five years of experience, like Ryan Blaney, Eric Jones. Uh, I think those are the only two at this time that I can think of, at least. Those two drivers got rushed up. I think they, if they would have stayed back, they would have been a little bit more better prospects. But, to be honest, I don't think Eric Jones will be back with Joe Gibbs Racing and nor will Ryan Blaine with Penske. Because Chase Briscoe may end up with that, with that, with that team, unless Clint Boyer or Eric Amarola or Kevin Harvick retire and giving the one of the, those cars to Chase Briscoe. Now number two, Jimmy Johnson is going to go winless in twenty twenty. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate on this one because there's a lot of Johnson fans and I got, I want to see him win as, 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 as a fan of NASCAR too because it's the end of an era for him, for NASCAR, for him because he's uh, one of the most winningest drivers in NASCAR history. But although he showed increased performance toward the end of the season, there's no indications that Hendrick Motorsports with the exception of Chase Elliott, is primed to make a playoff run. Now, I could be wrong about William Byron, but he's another one that got rushed up into the into the 24 car. That's the other one I can think of. So, as far as 
When there's that HMS, it'll be Elliot. And Elliot has a bone to pick with the playoffs because he got the round that he got eliminated in. He didn't finish better than 30th, I don't, if I recall correctly. So, and that's the second round of the playoffs. So, and my second one is Martin Trex Jr. will win no more than two races in the season and be knocked out on the court of Christopher Bell on the in the first round of playoffs. Cole Perrin. Before Cal Perrin, he went winless and finished twenty fourth in points. When Cal when they were matched up when him and Cal Perrin were matched up, he he started winning races. Albeit he made the playoff in two thousand fifteen and got eliminated twenty sixteen. I'm sorry, not no sorry, he made it to the final four. First year with an RCR alliance with Carol Perrin. Now that in and of itself is impressive with a fairly new outfit and with a failing engine provider. And at least in the Cup Series. And then you had 2016. Got knocked out in the final. Uh, sorry, I believe he made it to the final four in sixteen as well. Or if not, he got close. Cole Perrin, that year he won five races. That's when they were probably being paid with Joe Gibbs. In twenty seventeen, his championship year, ladies and gentlemen, with the biggest underdog story in NASCAR to date, at least since I've been watching. Watching in front of a racing. He won eight races, including the championship race at Miami to be crowned champion. 2019, sorry, 2018, he won five races and laid an egg in the championship four. This past season, he won seven races with Perrin as his crew chief. Messed up in a championship in a championship finale at Miami, but if Kyle Perrin stayed, he was on pace to have the same amount of wins or close to the same amount of wins as Kyle Busch and Adam Stevens, who, which pairing. Meshed together at about the same point in time as Parent and Trex. Now, James Small may be, a, may be a good engineer, but he's an unproven crew chief. So, there's going to be some growing pains with that team. And usually with a new crew chief, it takes four to five races to get familiar with an an above average, like a B to B minus, a B plus to an A minus driver. I wouldn't. I would say crew. Uh, 
tricks is a B to a B minus. He doesn't have, he doesn't exhibit the talent enough to win the race on pure skill. But uh, looking back at Michael Walter Racing, the year that the last year he was there, he made the playoffs but got screwed out of, uh, got 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 eliminated because of his teammates. But he he barely made it in the playoff. The year before that, twenty twelve, he was abysmal, winning maybe two or three races. Then he won. Then he uh, got. But his teammate Clint Boy at the time, who is about the same level in talent as Truex, finished in second in points to uh, Tony. No, to uh, a third in points to Kozlowski. So, without Cole Perrin, he's going to fall off and end up may even retiring. He's he's between 39 and 43. He he may decide, like Carl Edwards, to get, get out of the sport while he is still kind of a hot commodity. Winning two races, making a decent challenge for the championship, which will give that 19 card to Bell. And my number one bold prediction, and for those of you who may know me and listen to this, they may, this will not come to a surprise to you. This is a two part one. Kyle Busch will win the championship outright, just like he did at Miami. But in order to get there, he will win the first night race at Martinsville. That is part of the part of the the postseason part. So he'll have two wins in the playoffs. He'll win the regular season championship, capturing four wins to get a season total to six. Which means he'll be on pace to capture his 40, to equal his win total from this pat from from last decade at 40. And I fully unbiasedly will get behind him winning at least 36 races in in the next decade. Which will put him one well he's let's see 56 plus 36 that's Putting him one win above Jeff Gordon for third place all time in the win column. But in those these next 10 years, including 2020, Kyle Busch will have won four championships, which will mean... 
he will have five championships, which will also put him behind Junior, I mean, um, Dale Sr., Jimmy Johnson, Petty, for, uh, and, uh, and, a, and second all-time, I believe, on championships. Which will mean, when he's eligible for the Hall of Fame, he'll be an undisputed first ballot Hall of Famer. And yes, that's a little bit of my bias, but that's all pure t- talent. And with the likes of Harvick retiring, Nimmin retiring... Um, Boyer Amarola retiring and Hamlin and Trex possibly retiring he will become the number one driver to be sought after to be projected championship Champion at the end of each season for every year the next 10 years because all of his competition will be gone. All the people that are, well, except Kozlowski. But, and Kozlowski may make a run and Joey Logano. But of the people that are in his age group at this time, Kozlowski will be the only, only one left in his age group. And Kozlowski will not even come close to Kyle's or Kyle Bush's winning record. Will he run any more Xfinity races? Most likely not, because I believe he's got 100 wins and that's his goal, unless he's only a couple short. Will he run more truck races? Possibly, because he's a t- uh, truck owner, but. He might end up stepping away from that as well and be just becoming an owner like Dale Jr. But with that being said, guys, that does it for this podcast. Hope you like it. If you do, hit that like button. And if you want to hit me up on the social medias, my... Handle on Twitter is Echo Force Enter One. That is E C H O F O R C E E N T E R One. Same with Twitter. I mean, same with Instagram. Same with Tumblr. Same with Pinterest. Same with Facebook. And Everybody have a good day.